MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to another action-packed, fun-filled adventure called the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 189. Uh, let's send this one out to Esteban Rebovitz, or Esteban, Esteban, I think it is, Rebovitz, um, who last night at Contender Series um, made sure that Gumby didn't pull a total Yanni on us all um, and salvaged his night a little bit. So this goes out to Rebovitz. Um, Good luck in the UFC, my son. Um, who am I? I'm the man still on vacation, yet I'm still in your ear, ear holes. Jeff Chalks Fox. I know not to take time off for vacation because I saw in the past, I saw how how easily and quickly uh, my co-host was able to fill my my shoes. So um, I need to make sure I'm I'm always in your ear holes or I will be replaced immediately. So enough wasting time. Like I said, I'm on vacation. I got to take my kid fishing and things like that. So let's get right down to it today. We've got the prelim portion of this week's pay-per-view UFC 278. I'm going to give you all our winning picks on that. And then tomorrow we'll be back in yours for the main card to do all this. I have to bring in the brains of the operation. Um, he shows up every episode. He's been in all 189 episodes, even after having a, a performance as dreadful as last night, he still shows his face, or at least his voice. He shows his voice up into your ear holes. It's the one and only, I'm just calling him Gumby now, Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, the, the, the god, the, the Gumby god can disappear <laughs> for a week, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I deserve that one. I will say this, though. Shout out to literally everybody who was in the Discord last night yeah. while, we were, uh, while we were watching the fights not go our way. Uh, because every single person in that Discord was like, dude, you smoked Yanni. And I was like, I am <laughs> I am one in four tonight. But yes, you are right. I did, do you want to – I just – we have to start here because somebody yeah. suggested that we start a, a Yanni, a fuck, fuck Yanni hashtag. Which, my, uh, former co, my former uh, co, co-panelist on yeah, that's right. you were, ESPN you were on TV a... show. I, I can't badmouth him. <laughs> He actually beat but, me that week. He he got a pick right that I didn't get right on that week. So ouch. Um, so but yeah, he, ouch. He, my favorite piece of his analysis from from Tuesday was uh, right before that main event where he was like, everybody <laughs> is betting the under, and it's because they were two dudes who knock everybody out in the first round, and one guy had a hundred percent finishes. And he's like, so I'm all over the over, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, he makes dumb picks, it, and then and then he backs it up with like dumb um dumb ration uh, rationale for why he's making dumb picks yeah it, it's always like the th- th- this thing keeps happening so i'm gonna bet that it doesn't keep happening <laughs> it's like what? yeah this Jake, sim- Jake, jacob Degrom <laughs> keeps winning baseball games too and guess who i'm not <laughs> picking against when he's pitching jacob yeah. Degrom. he's really good <laughs> it's yeah that guy, not not to make this all about Yanni. Um, he gets more than uh, enough publicity as as he as it is already. Um, yeah, he's all on. He's I'm, I'm not having no interest in like how long a fight's gonna go. Betting on that, like it's just it's not my thing. But that seems to be his only thing is. Well, is and exactly exactly when other people are zigging too. That that's yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. important thing. And like. Look, I, I value, went, bro. There's value there. <laughs> yeah, I, I went the different way of a lot of people. You know, like they all the guys that I picked were underdogs when they opened and stuff like that. So I, I was going a different way too. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But like at least at the end of the day, when you you have like analysis that makes sense. Like if he said, if he just came out and said like these two guys sometimes just go out and bang. But you know, like actually I've seen a couple of their fights and a couple of times they get gun shy when somebody punches really hard across from them. So like, I think they might get like, as long as he just like said that and had any basis other than just saying, I'm going to do the opposite of what everybody is betting. I'd probably have a little respect for it. (laughs) It's very true. Very true. Uh, Especially in contender series where I think an under is probably your best bet for all the fights, especially after how things went 
down in week one and, and but, but he, he did just take, wants reckless fighters. He did take the under on Jose Johnson versus Jack Cartwright too. <laughs> How did that turn out? And that, that went to the, the, the card. That was a crazy fight, by the way. Shout yeah, out to, to Jose Johnson who made like huge gains in his grappling skills over his last couple of fights. Cause I, I kind of thought the triangle choke over Mo Miller was a fluke. And now, you know, it, it just looked like Mo Miller got sloppy. But now that I've seen him do that with Jack Cartwright and go three hard rounds, mostly on the ground with him, like it appears that he's like going to be a pretty tough guy to beat in the UFC. I didn't realize it till I saw some Jack Cartwright highlights before last night. When I was editing your wonderful article, I was putting Jack Cartwright uh, highlights into the article, but I didn't know he had a, a bitch and rat tail. You never told it me is, that. It that is, it's very it important is, to know. It's sweet. Yeah. Well, in, and now we Glad have a, a trend that we can follow from here on out. Guys with bitch and rat tails are 0-1 on Contender <laughs> Series. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Um, yeah, a, a weird phrase just showed up in our um, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord uh, fight channel. Jong just wrote, he's itching to bet on Parker Porter. That's something, as I wrote in reply, that's something you don't hear every day. I guess Parker Porter's doing okay, but. Still, he's he's only lost once in the UFC and it's to yeah. or uh, twice and it's to Chris Dawkins and Jelton Jr. Like he, you can say yeah, what you want it. about his like dumpy physique and the fact that he like doesn't look like a world beater, but I think he's three and two in the UFC with losses to those two guys. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. He is he is doing okay. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get you more contender series breakdowns and stuff on Sunday when we when we look at the next week's show, but. Uh, Dan was in a generous mood last night and everybody got, it was like Oprah. He gave away contracts to everybody, gave away contracts to a girl. Cause she has the it factor meaning that he, he probably thinks she's hot or remarkable or something. Um, she looks like an athlete. I'll give her that. And she can't grapple, but she looks like an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, will, <laughs> I will agree with that. <laughs> she has the it factor though, Dan. So there you go. Um, anyhow, does anyone have the it factor on uh, this pay-per-view? We will find out. Is there anyone we haven't come across anyone that you really hate for a while? Is there anyone you hate on this on this pay-per-view? I don't think there's anyone over the card. There's one or two who I would probably fade no matter actually three that I would probably fade no matter what on this ah, fight card. Yeah, all right. so we'll, well, we'll get we'll get to those. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to dig in. It is a eight fight uh, prelims. Um where it's the your typical pay-per-view. It's UFC two seventy eight, August twentieth, the Vivint Arena. Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, beautiful this time of year is what the announcers were saying uh, on the air, um, which no one cares unless they live there or they're going to visit there. So early limbs are what? Six o'clock? Yeah, six o'clock on ESPN, ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Pass, Fight Pass, rather main card or not main card, excuse me, the prelims are on ESPN at, and ESPN Plus at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we're going to break down all those fights and then next episode we will give you our main card and our props parlays, Hungry Man Jong, Super Fan Parlay, all that jazz. Uh, but this one is all about the prelims because that's, uh, I decided that is the money-making scheme for a podcast is only prelims, right? That's right. It, it's never <laughs> not worked out for people before. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. There used to be a prelim podcast I used to listen to that I really enjoyed, but anyhow. I shouldn't I shouldn't joke dunk on it because it was good. All right. I, I will not dunk at all, jokingly or otherwise, on win. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, WinBet casinos always open 24 hours a day, where you can get hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. Plus, Win also just released the first quarterback with five touchdowns prop bets. Who's gonna win that, Dan? Who's going to be the first TD with five TDs? With five TDs. Probably. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to take Dak Prescott just to annoy our bosses. Yeah, because <laughs> Dan is a filthy Cowboys fan. How many games will it take him to get five touchdowns? One? Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Probably two, right? Two games? Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll have that many in two. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Everyone go rush over to WinBet. Do that. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over. Actually, don't head over to WinBet. Head over to here. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you. We want to get credit. Uh, we're we're selfish that way. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
We're also, I'm also here to tell you about Odds Trader. You may ask, what is Odds Trader? Well, that means that you just um, betrayed yourself. You're showing your hand that you're not a avid listener to this podcast because we've been talking about Odds Trader for a while. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash a blue wire. Once again, we need to get credit here. So go to our the uh, oddstrader.com slash blue wire to help us out. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's dig into this prelims. Thoughts on the prelims before we go fight by fight? There's um there's a lot of fun people on it. Uh people we haven't seen in a while, people who may have gotten a bad rap that don't deserve it. Um I will also I, I might throw a wrench in your plan right now, literally okay, as right we're ahead. about to record. Get ready for this. Uh the UFC just according to a lot of sources just flip-flopped a fight on the main card in a fight on the prelims. Did you really? did you see this? Yeah, no, I did not uh, see this. Uh, it better not be Henry. It better not be Harry Hunsucker. He better be on the main card. Oh, of course he still is. But they took the heavyweight tilt between oh, Martin yeah, Tybura and Romanov. It is now a prelim in place My of goodness. get this, Lucy Putalova and <laughs> Yanan Wu. Is, what are you doing? Is now going to be hidden behind a paywall. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be real honest with you. I, I think part of it is. And people always complain, like, oh, why are they doing Romanov like that? Like, dude, Rom- first of all, Romanov doesn't care. He gets paid wherever he gets paid. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Does, it means he doesn't nothing to him. And then second of all, it, it's really good marketing for the UFC. And they, they used to openly admit that they were doing this. Whatever yeah. the last fight before the pay-per-view is needs to make people want to watch more fights. So if that's Romanov Tybura, Romanov picks up Marcin Tybura and suplexes him out of the cage. You know you're ordering the pay-per-view after that. So, like, that's what they're trying to do to common fans who are on the fence about buying it. Lucy Pudilova, Yanamu, probably not going to do that. Yeah, no, this is – it's um, it's something they used to do a, a lot in the past. Was it Uri Faber that used to be their favorite? There was some person who used to be, like, the king of – king of the um main event uh prelim portion of of usc pay-per-views i I don't know i'm thinking favor but i don't think it was i think it was someone else but anyhow yeah i i used to remember seeing and and this could be completely anecdotal and i just remember it once or something like that but i feel like it used to be marcus davis the irish hand grenade all the time yeah that's really old school yeah but but like you remember that guy like yeah yeah at no point in time was he in a boring fight he either was throwing hammers and knocking people out or uh, the exact opposite. Somebody was knocking him out. So, uh, yeah, like, like they, they do stuff like that. So don't get bent out of shape about the positioning of fights. Yeah, everybody chill out. God, they're going nuts, Dan. All right. Well, I'll, I'll gladly talk about our, our chunky, chunky God on this episode. So no, no problem. Uh, let's start things out with the opposite of chunky guys. Let's start things out with flyweights. Daniel Lacerda, AKA Daniel. Is it the Costa? Is that De his Silva. other name? De Silva, Silva, right? I knew it was and he mostly goes by De Silva now, I believe, in the UFC. Really? Okay, because yep. I see Lacerda everywhere else. But regardless, it's the same guy. And he has a nickname, Miojo. Do you remember what that means, Dan? We talked about this. Is it a bird of some sort? No. Nope. I want to say a bird. It's something that poor college children eat. Oh, it's ramen. He's ramen. Yes, ramen noodles. Yeah, that's right. Ramen noodles get a bad rap. I, I, it's, they're, they're delicious. They're also cheap, but they're also delicious. Uh, he's up against El Magnifico. I think, do you know what that means, Dan? magnificent the magnificent <laughs> wow, you're right or is it the magnificent the, the magnificent yeah, yeah. The magnificent. victor Altamirano Altamirano is his is his government name as we like to say all right let's tell you about lacerda da silva ramen noodles or whatever we'll, we'll just call him daniel because um because he goes by many things he's 11 and 3 five knockouts six submissions so he's finished all of his fights which is very impressive for a flyweight uh and he's never gone the distance um, in losing efforts either. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. So he is an inside-the-distance kind of guy. 0-2 in the UFC. Both of those via finish, obviously, because he's all he does is get finished or finishes. He's won three of his last five and three of his last six. So kind of mediocre results as of late. He was the 
uh, mythical Mr. Cage champ, which we've spoken about on podcasts before. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Cage, a fantastic name for a promotion. Is it still around? Do you know Mr. Cage, Dan? I don't know. Do you, do you know where it's from? Is that a is that a Brazilian promotion? I'm thinking it's Brazilian because he's Brazilian, right? Th- yeah, but yeah, it I, th- I think it was. It's a Brazilian. Portugal. One? It's from oh, Portugal. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Same language. Close enough. Um, he's five years younger than Altamirano. He's been outstruck by almost four strikes per minute in his UFC career, which explains his 0-2 record. Minus 3.96 strikes per minute, he gets outstruck. So his opponents land four strikes more per minute than he lands on them, is what that means to the layman. Plus 162 for him. Altamirano, the magnificent, 10-2, one knockout, four submissions. He's been submitted once. So he is the opposite side. He is not a finisher. He's a go-the-distance kind of guy. He's only won the UFC, one low contender series. He's won four of his last five. LFA champion, two inches taller than Lacerda. Um, I, his striking stats are in his favor as well. He's also more active, almost twice more active landing strikes, 1.8 times more active landing strikes. His strike differential in the UFC and contender series is a po- in a positive 0.74. He outstrikes his opponents per minute. Grappling stats are well in his favor, minus 184. Now, I should mention, I give you... Uh, height stats, um, even though it made me nothing, like I tracked it for a couple years there and I, it's pretty much right at 50%. Uh, it was not predicting anything, so I'm not tracking anymore, but I will tell you who's taller. Um, I thought I would put that out there though. Um, and reach does not matter unless it's four inches or more. Um, if it was less than four inches, then it was pretty much a push. Um, so I give you that, that info, but it, it's not proven to be, uh, a determining factor predicting fights as well as active striking. Yeah. Surprisingly, that's something I thought would be a bid predictor, but the more active striker um, was just as often losing as the, uh, to someone who, who isn't a more active striker. So there you go. I give you all those stats, but they're kind of meaningless for predicting fights. But after all, after all, I've said all of those words and I can't say any more words because I'm stumbling. We'll let Dan make a pick first. I'm going to go with the underdog here Uh, right out the gate. I like Daniel De Silva. Here's why I, I, first of all, you know, you mentioned his stats are worse, right? And and that's true, but he, he fought for one minute in his second fight, largely due to making kind of a dumb mistake against Francisco Figueredo. Uh, And Victor Altamirano has only fought Carlos Hernandez and Carlos Candelario, double Carlos there. Um, but the Silva fought Francisco Figueredo, which was really short, and Jeff Molina. So, of course, yes, his his numbers look worse having fought Jeff Molina, whose numbers don't look worse fighting Jeff Molina. But at the same time, like, I also think his wrestling is way better than Altamirano. Like, he, he hit a really nice takedown on Francisco Figueredo. Um, you know, he, he kind of hung in there with Jeff Molina for most of that first round. And, and also just, like... Nothing about what Altamirano does seems dangerous. And as you pointed out, like Daniel Da Silva is a big finisher. He's got like crazy spinning kicks and hard hands. And like, you know, he knocks people out. He finishes people with with triangles. And just like in both of those fights I watched with Altamirano, like the, the Candelario and the Hernandez fight, he not once really looked dangerous. You know what I mean? Like he he looked pretty much the whole time like he was fine just kind of throwing hands. He does this other weird thing that I don't really like either, where he dips his head down as like his first line of defense. And he's up against the guy who's won by like jump knee a couple of times. Like I, I could totally see Daniel Da Silva hitting a uh, flying knee knockout here. Yes, that actually, all that sounds. All right. Uh, should I change my pick down? Oh no, you're down. thinking Am I about allowed? No, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Okay. I'll, I'll go chalk. Well, I'll also um, say I lose the first fight no matter what. So maybe that's true. Maybe that's yeah, true. I always lose the first fight. No, <laughs> I was going. Altamirano has impressed me more, but but uh, all that all you said is very true about the power of Lacerda as well as uh, the strength of schedule is is much higher, at least over the past couple of fights. But I'll still I'll I'll go with chalk. Altamirano has looked better to me, but obviously, um, like I said, it's strength of schedule thing. All right. I've been along the tracks again. I forgot we got eight fights to do, and I've been wasting time here with nonsense. Uh, Bantamweights. Aori Kui Kiling, one word, sometimes. Sometimes it's two words, versus Jay Perrin. They are bantamweights. Let's tell you about Aori. Actually, let's tell you about Perrin first. He's a savage. Did you know he's a savage, Dan? He is. Perrin's nickname is a savage. It's Joker. Really? Yeah, they have I don't know where Savage on, hmm, yeah. maybe Sherdog. Maybe your favorite site, Sherdog. Yeah. Why are you looking at Sherdog? Literally, his, Sherdog his, actually, 
His social hmm. media tags are the Joker. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I Sherdog has um, knockouts and submissions for for these fighters, uh, and make, Tapology make does not have that yeah. summarized. So I, I use both. I would prefer to use just Tapology, but. I have to use uh, Sherdog also. So that's why. Um, anyhow, he's a savage joker. He's 10 and 5. Two knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted once. He's 0-1 in the UFC. 0-1 in Contender Series. He's won two of his last four. 0-2 in Bellator. He was the CES champ. He's been outstruck over his UFC and Contender Series fights by almost a strike a minute. 0.87 in the negative. Plus 140 for him on the betting board. Aori is a, the Mongolian murderer. We have Try to figure out in the past whether that means he kills Mongolians or he's from Mongolia and he, he murders, or maybe it's both, but we probably don't really want to find that out. He's 23 and 11, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted three times in his career. He's one and two in the UFC, lost his last two fights. Um, what uh, actually, he got TKO, excuse me, he got TKO'd win in his, in his last fight. He lost his first two and then won his last one via TKO, is what I'm trying to spit out. Used to fight at flyweight. It was a regional champion in China, two inches of reach on Perrin, striking stats in his favor, and he's 2.3 times more active on his strikes over their short UFC slash contender series careers. He's been outstruck, however, by his opponents, 1.12 strikes per minute in the negative, minus 170. I'm, I'm going to go chalk, uh, not chalk, I'm going to go uh, dog here. I, you you got to fade fighters um, coming out of the... Is, is he one of the Chinese Performance Center people? I don't think so. But uh, like, I'm going to fade him anyway. That is usually uh, our fade, right? That is usually, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm no, impressed. it says, according to, to um, uh, Tapology, it's Shindu Martial Arts Club. Okay. I'm fading him regardless. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take Perrin in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go dog again here too. I, I like Jay Perrin quite a bit. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's crazy to be like, oh, well, you know, he, he lost his first fight or whatever. And then like write him off as being like a, a piece of trash that's not good at fighting. Like he fought Mario Batista on four days notice, went to decision. By the way, you know who didn't go to decision with with Mario Batista? Pretty much everybody else who's fought him. So like yeah. he went three hard rounds with him. He took him down. Like he, it, it, and Batista is a damn good wrestler. And Perrin shot a big double and like slammed him. Like, that gives me so much respect for Jay Perrin and what he's capable of. I think he's going to put in a performance here that makes people realize that, like, oh, you know, we can't just judge somebody by their short notice performance against Mario Batista. Yep. Very, very true. So Perrin is the pick. I feel a lot. Of course, Dan has to tag along with my dogs because... He gets a uh, dog envy if if he does not. All right, we're, we're sticking with the uh, with the little guys, Dan. We're going back down to flyweight. Amir Albazi versus the aforementioned Francisco Figueredo. As I said, this is another 125-pound fight. We will tell you about Figueredo first. He is a sniper, unless Dan's going to tell me he's something else, and I'm uh, sure dog's wrong again. <laughs> is he something else, or is he a sniper? As, as much as I want to tell you that sure dog's wrong all the time, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll refrain. All right, he's a sniper then. Uh, he's 13-4 and 1 with one no contest. Three knockouts, eight submissions on his record. He's 2-1 in the UFC. He's got a win-loss win over his last three. He won his last fight via submission. He used to fight up at Bantamweight. 2009, he has been a professional MMA fighter since. He's an inch taller than Nabazi. Twice more active landing strikes. However, he's been outstruck in his UFC fights by minus 0.61 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor, plus 330. The Prince, Albazi, 14-1. Four knockouts, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight. Two and all in Bellator, two, uh, two and sorry, excuse me, two and all in UFC and two and all in Bellator, so both. Uh, used to fight as well, used to fight up at Bantamweight. He's won three straight fights. 2009, he has been a professional since. So these guys are, are uh, have very similar resumes. He's got, except he has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, he's four years younger than Figueredo. Striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by plus point. 0.91 strikes per minute, minus 400 on that. I was hoping I might get a good line on Albazi when I was doing the breakdown for this fight. Like, oh, maybe he'll be a dog. No, no, he is not. Yeah, no, no chance. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's a huge favorite here, and for a reason. Yeah. This is the easiest pick on the whole card for me, maybe. Albazi, uh, uh, I, you know, granted his two wins haven't really aged all that well because the guys he beat now look kind of shitty, and Malcolm Gordon and Shuma Um but like he looks incredible in those fights. Like he, he looks like he's the real deal. So like, you know, I, I kind of believe 
he's going to just easily run through Figueredo here. I, I think he shouldn't have any real problems with him. So yeah, g- give me, uh, give me Albazi all day here. Yep. Albazi for me as well. What if the Figueredo brothers pull, uh, pull a swap and the other Figueredo shows up? I think they look enough different that that won't be an it issue. It is true. They uh, do. But, yep. uh, it is true. With that being said, I, uh, I would, I would not favor Albazi in that fight. <laughs> No, but we are both favoring him in this fight. We love us some minus 400 picks around these parts. So um, give us all Basie there, please. And the last fight of the early portion of the prelims is we're going up to bigger boys. Welterweights, AJ Fletcher versus Anjay Lusa. Um, Anjay Lusa is the last ninja, and he's 8-3 and three with five knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 0-1 the UFC, 0-1 contender series. Yet here he is. Uh, he's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss over his last five fights. He's got seven inches of reach on Fletcher. So you're thinking, oh, Jeff's got to pick him then. Twice more active landing strikes. He's been outstruck by his UFC and contender series opponents by 3.23 strikes per minute. Hence his uh, two losses there. Plus 132 on him. H.A. Fletcher. Do you know his nickname, Dan? Yeah, the ghost. Yes. Do you know why? You usually have a reason. Do you know why? Nah, I've never interviewed AJ Fletcher, but the, the well, ghost get, is his nickname. <laughs> get on that after he wins here. Um, nine and one, four knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in fight. Oh, won the UFC, one and no contender series, four years younger than Lusa. Striking stats in his favor. He's somehow over two fights, ex- he's exactly struck his opponent as often as he's been struck. His, his plus minus is at zero for strike differential, which is very, I think we had that once a few weeks ago too. Very odd one. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 160. Give me Fletcher. Give me the grappler. Give me the the wrestler. I will take him in this fight. Look at you going with the grappler over, yeah, the, over I know. the striker with crazy yep. reach. I'm I'm blown away. Uh, no, but yep. I'm going Fletcher too. His Change his, the waist. his short little arms worry me a little bit because they are <laughs> they're really short, man. Like that that's an incredibly small reach for a dude of his height. T Rex. Yeah, but. Him. But like, I just remember how he wrestled against Matt uh, Sendelsberger, right? Like he, he took yep. Sendelsberger down and really with the exception of like, uh, you know, giving up, I believe it was a reversal in the third it, that if he had not given up, he would have beat Matthew Sendelsberger in his debut. Yeah. So of course I, I'm on a guy like that versus Angelusa who, you know, like had issues getting backed up by John Howard uh, when he fought for XMMA. Like, and, you know, no offense to John Doomsday Howard, but like, you know, it's kind of past his time at this point in time yeah. and, and a young prospect shouldn't be getting backed up by him. Uh, and then Lusa, you know, hit a couple of takedowns on Howard, but I really don't think he's going to get down on Fletcher. So, yeah, no. I like Fletcher here. Give me Fletcher. All right. We are both in on that one. All right. We're also both in on Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. Are you in fantasy football coming up, Dan? Are you in many fantasy football leagues this year or any? Are you even there? Oh, crap. I've muted myself. You, we're gonna wow, that. that's such a MLB gambling podcast. <laughs> we're going we're, we're to leave that one in. I'll probably cut we some are. of the silence out, but we'll, we'll leave yes. that one in. Yeah, I said I was in two, uh, one with my college buddies and one with my friends from home. There you go. There you go. No one has invited me to any football, fantasy football pulse this year. So, But we'll see. We'll see. It's because I'm so good. I do tend to, even though I hardly follow NFL, I do tend to do well in these things. So, anyhow, maybe, maybe I should head over to run your pool and someone can – Hop in one there. Uh, it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP, aka Run Your Pool, to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Here's what you win: $500 cash plus $250 gift card to the SGPN store to the winner. And the cash is coming straight out of Gumby Vreeland's paycheck, so that's another plus. If you especially after the- that, especially yeah. after that muting incident. Yeah, especially after last night as well. So sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. No giggle about the results last night, though, right, Dan? No giggles about that. Poor Dan. We're just, don't, we're just don't, getting, don't we're going to be better next Tuesday. That's what we're going to no do. One, already, no one's mad already, started, already started my tape study on next Tuesday for you guys. Oh, perfect. You and Jong. All right. I'm going to tell you about Sleeper too. Uh, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it 
for theirs. In fact, it's just past 4 million users. So don't want to miss out on that. Uh, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First in any sport, choose two more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Surely you have one. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Let's keep this train on moving. Choo-choo. Right, Dan? That's right. <laughs> you, you, you feel right at home when I talk like that, right? I, I it, it feels really weird coming out of your mouth every single time, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm just glad you're not muted. All right. Women's, uh, I brag how we never mute ourselves on this channel. Uh, you yeah, that's, muted yourself. that's on me. My the door was open to my basement, and while you were about to do ad reads, I was like, I'll just jump up and shut that so we All don't right. get any extra noise. And then I didn't unmute it, killed me. Everyone knows there are dinosaurs running around Dan's house, so all know, the time, the yeah, keep the doors closed at all times. All right, women's fly weights, Miranda Maverick, a uh, one of our favorites on the podcast here, versus Shanna Young. Uh, who has one of the nicknames we enjoy the most, the Shanimal. It is such a good nickname. <laughs> <laughs> the Shana, Shanimal Shanna Young. All right. She is eight and four with two knockouts, three submissions. She's uh, has one knock. Uh, she's been knocked out, excuse me, once and submitted once. She's one and two in the UFC. She won her last fight via TKO after dropping her first two. She was one and one in Evicta, one low in contender series. Used to fight up at Bantamweight, was the king of the cage champion. She's four inches taller than Maverick. Most people are taller than Maverick. She's deceptively short. Uh, she's been outstruck over her four UFC fights when you count contender series by minus 1.48 strikes per minute. Uh, hence her one and three record. No, sorry. She's two and two in those fights. Somehow she she wins regardless. She's plus 400. She's not expected to win this week because uh, <laughs> she's fighting Miranda Fear the Maverick. 10 and four, one knockout, six submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and two in the UFC. Had some tough breaks there. Um, she lost to one of Dan's favorites, though. Uh, she's, she what, did, did not you see, lose that fight. She did you see that fight. she was in the crowd for the UFC last weekend, I think? Was it? Uh, I or maybe, maybe it was Contender Series I saw her. I can't remember. I did thanks see her. For, thanks for ruining that for me, though. Yep. Uh, she's one and two of her last three. Won her last fight via submission after dropping two straight. Uh, six and two in Invicta. Used to fight at strike, which shows how short she really is because she is built it's uh surprising that she could get, i don't think she could get to 115 any any longer uh she's six years younger than young striking stats in her favor she ha has outstruck her ufc opponents by almost a strike a minute it's plus 0 0.93 minus 550 on her easy pick for maverick she, yep. she just steamrolls her I, and Channa young's yep. one of those ones who i think i'd fade over just about every bantamweight or at, rather any flyweight in the ufc right now like i think i'd pick g on kim to beat her at this point oh what a um, sick burn that is yeah sick burn um but no maverick's just a way better wrestler she's gonna take her down she's gonna control her she's gonna do whatever she needs um i th this might be one of those ones where i'm um taking a peek at, at finish props because I totally wouldn't be surprised if Miranda Maverick found a way to to finish Anna Young here. Also, I don't know if you know this because you're you're trolling over there on Sherdog, which is the worst place <laughs> on my record. Do you know they, they have fought, fought before? Yeah, yes. they fought before. You, you know how I know that? I read Dan's uh, article. He wrote a we should tell tell everyone UFC 278 props and best bets article over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and he mentions this fight and mentions they fought in the in Victa. A Phoenix Rising uh, tournament, which is, I think, just two rounds. So it's considered exhibition, right? Yeah. And because they fought multiple times in one night. Too. Right. So, yeah. yeah so, shorter. so it's, uh, so they fought and she submitted her in two and a half minutes. Yeah. So, like, wh why would I? Yanni's taking the over. <laughs> Yanni, give me the over. <laughs> well, since last time it was so short, they're bound to go long this time. So, uh, give me the with over. That being, on that. With that being said, that's not the worst. Uh, that's no. that's not the worst thing because sometimes familiarity uh, makes it a little bit harder to finish. Yep. But yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely going uh, with with Miranda Maverick here. Yes, I'm. I'm glad Maverick's getting a good matchup because she's kind of 
had a rough go. Um, I'm not quite as high on her as I was. I'm hoping to get uh, as high on her as I was before with when she starts piling up some of the wins here. So uh, after that awkward um, talk by me, let's move on to featherweights. Sean Woodson versus Luis Saldana. This is another fight Dan mentions in that the aforementioned article. Um, like I said, somehow this is at featherweight. Sean Woodson is a featherweight. Uh, he's also a sniper. Uh-oh, we got two snipers here. Yikes. Uh, and Saldana is a nothing. He has no nicknames. He's an underdog, we'll call him this week. He's Saldana is 16-7, nine knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. 2-1 in the UFC. He's gone win-loss win over his career in the UFC. He's won no contender series. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Uh, used to fight at lightweight. 20 and, and 20 and 11, 2011 was when he made his MMA debut professionally. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.6 strikes per minute, which is a pretty solid, impressive number there. Plus 255 is the number on him on the board. The sniper, Woodson, 9 and 5, three knockouts, one submission. One, he's been submitted once in his career. So he's a guy that goes the distance. He's 3 and 1 in the UFC, won two straight fights, last one via TKO. One and one contender series, used to fight at Lightweight used to fight at middleweight. He's three inches taller than Saldana, five inches of reach, a year younger, more active striker. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by almost two strikes per minute, 1.99 strikes per minute, uh, minus 325. Give me Woodson. Give me the size. Give me the reach. Give me the sniper striking ability. I will take Woodson here. Yeah, I'm going to take Woodson too, but here's the thing I don't like about Woodson is the number. Because don't get me wrong, I, I think yes. he's a way better striker than Saldana. And, like, if you look at Woodson in the UFC, he's outstruck literally everybody he's fought, right? Like, and, and that includes Terrence McKinney on Contender Series. Yep. He beat yep. Terrence McKinney. Uh, Kyle Bochniak, he was piecing up Julian Arosa until he ate one punch that kind of wobbled him, and he wound up Jars choke, uses a lull. Um, so, like, yeah, it, he's piecing people up all the time. I, I think... He probably pieces up Saldana, but this is a guy who's probably, with the exception of Terrence McKinney on Contender Series, going to be the toughest guy he's fought, um, yeah. especially in terms of striking. So, yeah, like I'm a little worried about that, but I think he should be fine. Yes, I am. Uh, as I said, I am taking Woodson as well. So we shall see how that goes. Um, let me tell you about Trade Coffee now. Trade Coffee's a um, expert tasted coffee that has a coffee team that actually tastes tests thousands of coffee to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Also, we are brought to you by Dave. If you had a rough contender series last night as well, and, or you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get help. Let me say this again. Now, Dave can help you out of a pinch when you really need it help i still missed a word there dan now dave can help get you out of a pinch when you really need it that's better dave it. is the banking app i nailed it. i nailed it dave is a banking app that can help you get up to 500 instantly with extra cash that's more money to fill your tank buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups there's no interest and no credit check needed millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash so if you're in a pinch need some extra help download dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the app store right now it's d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve member of fdic future you will thank you luckily we don't have another podcast to, to uh record today dan because i am struggling aren't i uh, you, you'll you'll pick it up for the second stint <laughs> no no, all our all our pods are live. The second we record them, they're in your ears. So no, <laughs> uh, nothing sits on the shelf. All right, lightweights: Leonardo Santos versus Jared Gordon. Let's tell you about Santos. Lamparo, which means lamp, I believe. Why is he called lamp, Dan? I don't. Is it really does lamp? Does he remind you? Of, does he remind you of a lamp? Are you sure it's Lamparo? 
L-A-M-P-A-R-A-O. According to Google, it means lamp, but Google is wrong often. I've literally never heard anybody ever call him Lamparo, so but but sure, yeah, yeah. That's where it's from. It's probably from Sherdog, more than likely. Because Sherdog's where I go to first for some of these people. So uh, anyhow, he's 18-5 and one, three knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Seven two and one in the UFC, very impressive. However, he's lost two straight fights, both via finish. He was three and one in the Ultimate Fighter and the Champion. Used to fight at welterweight, 2002. He's been a pro since in this MMA thing. He also is a grappling champ many times over, I believe. He's the one with a bunch of super high-level grappling accomplishments, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's in the ADCC he was a, and all that stuff. I think he was in ADCC. I don't think he yeah. won, but no, I, mean, I, I, me, I think me, he medaled, perhaps. Let me put the intern on it. Okay, the intern. Yes, people will enjoy it. The people in the in the Slack will enjoy you. Discord will enjoy you saying that. Um, anyhow, let's tell you more about him. Three inches of height over Gordon, seven inches of reach. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by plus 0.11 strikes per minute, plus 240 on him. Flash Gordon, 18 and five, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he's been finished in all of his losses. Six and four in the UFC. However, he's won three of his last four, including, oh, sorry, he won three straight and then got subbed in his last fight. So uh, he's coming off a loss. He used to fight at featherweight. He has missed weight twice of that weight. So now he's at lightweight. CFFC champion as well as a regional champion. 2011, he's been a pro since. Eight years younger than Santos. He's almost twice more active landing strikes in the UFC 1.8. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by a plus 2.04 strikes per minute, which is very impressive. Number, grappling stats in his favor as well, minus 300. Go ahead. So the the, the intern did confirm that he is a bronze medalist. Uh, yes. I think I might have I missed it because he, he used to go as Leandro Silva instead of Santos. Uh, Matt Serra finished with silver that year, which is kind of oh, crazy really? to think about. Cause so he's an he, old, old guy. Yeah, thinking Santos. about, yeah, yeah, 2001 he was in Abu Dhabi, which is pretty crazy. I, I'm going with Jared Gordon here. Uh, I think Santos looks like he's lost this step in his last couple of fights. I think he looks pretty terrible in, in those fights, too. Um, you know, the, the loss to Clay Guida sticks out as being particularly bad, in my opinion. Not that I'm ever low on Clay Guida. I love Clay Guida. But, uh, you know, if you're having trouble with the grappling stylings of Clay Guida, like Jared <laughs> Gordon, Jared Gordon is probably your worst nightmare, right? Like, that's the guy who out-wrestled Joe Selecki. Uh, so, like... Not a real great sign for you if you can't out-wrestle uh, Clay Guida. You're, you're having trouble with the jiu-jitsu of Clay Guida. I also think a huge cardio advantage in Jared Gordon's uh, favor yeah. here. So, yeah, I'm going Jared Gordon as well. Yeah, I'm going with, with Gordon. Um, he is one, – one guy's headed one uh, one direction up, being Gordon. The other one's headed down uh, in the lamp. We're going to call him lamp now. Um, yeah, despite the reach and stuff, Gordon's going to be more active, and he's um, also has grappling in his back pocket. So, yeah. Um, give us Gordon there, please. And finally, we get to talk about Chunky guys. Surprisingly, they are uh, main eventing. Um, they're actually probably going to get more eyes on them, main eventing on ESPN on the free portion than, than they would on the, on the pay-per-view. So, um, I think, yeah, like I said, I think it was Faber that, that said that would always point that out. Like more people are probably watching him now than on the pay-per-view anyhow, if he, if he's on this part. So anyhow, heavyweights, Marcin Tybura versus Alexander Romanov. Uh, let's tell you about Tybura. Nickname's Tiber. Very catchy nickname. It's like if my nickname was Foe or your nickname was Vreelan. Yeah, I, I think it's right around <laughs> that, but it, it, it's you're right. It's not good. No, nope, it's not good. I'm just trying to Romanoff's make people laugh. Is, Romanoff's is much better, though. King Kong Romanoff. Was he always King Kong? Am I yes, he's, he's always been King Kong. <laughs> okay. Well, how, Actually, um, when he was born, he was King Kong. Yes, it's true. <laughs> I uh, I love how he, like, um, snap, belly belly snap suplexes his coach every time he wins, which it's, is every fight, basically. So. great, man. <laughs> he whips him so hard. It's great. Belly to belly, snap suplex. All right. We're going to tell you about Tiber, though, anyhow, first. 22 and 7, nine knockouts, six submissions but knocked out four times, nine and six in the UFC. He's won five of his last six. However, the loss was his last fight. Um, who is that against? Some An up-and-comer, right? Another up-and-comer? Was it? Who did he lose um, to last night? Tybura lost to, let's see, remember? beat Spivet. Oh, it was when he, he lost to Volkov. He got outstruck okay, by it Volkov. Wasn't up and he couldn't get him yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, M1 champion before all this. 2011, he's been around since. 
Uh, based on their last weigh-ins, he was 12 pounds heavier than Romanov. Our skinny little Romanov, eh? Who would ever yeah, say something was I mean, outweighing him? And that that's going to be a huge piece of my analysis in about yep. three yep. seconds. <laughs> um, he also, Tybura, also has a inch of height, three inches reach. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.21 strikes per minute, plus 300. King Kong Romanov, we can't even stop talking about him even when we're supposed to be talking about Tybura. That's how much we like this man. He's 16-0, six knockouts, nine submissions. 5-0 in the UFC. He won two straight fights via finish. The only fight he didn't win via finish was the weird... Um, technical decision. Technical decision over uh, Espino, right? Yeah, which yeah. was probably a bad decision. <laughs> yep. Yep. Imagine that in MMA. Um, he was a regional champ before all this. He's five years younger than Tybura. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by almost three strikes per minute. 2.88 strikes. Also grappling stats in his favor. Minus... 400 i think it's my turn to go first obviously i'm taking roman off i'm concerned because he hasn't had a prospect loss yet and i think like tybura is the level of fighter that guys tend to slip up on on their way up but i i still think he's he hasn't shown any reason that he's going to lose anytime soon so i'm still i'm taking roman off he's just a a uh machine and a legit heavyweight potential heavyweight uh champion prospect here so give me the king kong yeah and i so i'll say first of all yeah i'm, I'm going romanoff too a lot of people are concerned about him taking what is a, a pretty substantial step forward here but yeah, i'll say his, this his record's not so resume is not so hot recently Vendera yeah, but, and chase sherman and, but espino is in there who's who's pretty tough yeah and i would say the only thing that didn't look good about his fight with espino was that he tired uh, and, and he got really tired really fast. And it looked that's like when he, he was, was chunky and that exactly a hundred percent. Like that's when he was big. That's when he was, you know, if we're being candid too heavy for what he was doing. So now he's fighting a guy in marching type who doesn't really have the hands to threaten him with punches yeah. and who, who largely wants to do the same thing as him, but is going to be slower. I personally think less of a good wrestler and, and there's no real reason to believe that Marcin Tibera's cardio will hold up better than Romanov's. And yeah. then on top of all of that, as uh, our man Munaf Manji said in the discord on Tuesday night, uh, if his name ends in OV, don't bet against him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's fair. the machine knows what he's talking about. So yeah. Romanov is our pick. Uh, our, our big boy is going to, we'll have to see how svelte he looks. Um, is there a word that he's losing? He's lost more weight, or or don't you know, you know at this point? You know, it's weird. I haven't creeped on his Instagram, but uh, really? maybe that is maybe, weird. Yeah, usually <laughs> I would. I'm I'm creeping on my my chunky guys. Oh man, he looks real ripped. It, yeah. He looks almost. Is that skinny? Does he look skinny? No, uh, I'm not looking at it, but there's, there's probably pictures, there's pictures of him signing posters, and his arms look. I want to say skinny. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is wild. He, well, yeah, wasn't he? In the 230s last weigh-in, I think. Yo, he After, looks like, like he could almost make. He almost looks like he could make 205. And that'd be wild. Him at 205 would be wild. Yeah, there's some there's that. some pictures of him from earlier in August, and he looking, yeah, like a transformed man, dude. He is unrecognizable by his early standards. Dan is drooling in the microphone where he's gonna get <laughs> uh, he's gonna get electrocuted. He's got to be careful here. Or we're still he's still a chunky boy at heart in, in our in our realm but you no know, that's good it's all the better for him because it's not like he's going to be a worse wrestler because he, he weighs a few pounds less so fantastic he'd probably be a better wrestler all right so there's all your picks you got some dogs you got some chunky guys we had some fun uh we had some laughs um now we can move on and get ready to get in your ears again on thursday with our main card preview um in the meantime you can get in our Discord, as we said, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. If you haven't already, give us a review. Um, I'm thinking maybe next week we'll uh, we'll end our little contest and we'll we'll do a random draw out of all our people who have given us a review, and the winner will win $50 gift card to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. So you can pick up the Gumby T-shirt or the MMA Gambling T-shirt or whatever. If if, if you want to support another pod that's fine as well um so make sure you get your reviews in um follow us on twitter sgpn mma um i am jeff fox writer on twitter he is gumby vreeland uh read all our stuff sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh like i said dan has a prop piece out i will be doing a ufc 278 
uh, right up for all the fights that will be dropping Wednesday evening. Um, Dan also did a PFL write up for the PF uh, PFLs. It's their final uh, final semifinal week is this week, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. From London, England, featuring Kayla Harrison. So Dan's got all his picks for that. Um, also, I just saw in my Twitter feed, Gumby wrote about the NBA in the off season. Imagine that. I did. Yeah. Uh, talking about win. Talk about win totals. Win total. What do you have my Phoenix Suns at? Or didn't you do? Uh, so no, I I just took five of the the over unders that I'm okay. targeting. Three. I took three overs and two unders. Okay. Yes. I saw so a if you're a fan of, of Morant, so. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Atlanta Hawks, maybe don't oh. read it and yell at me about it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have fans. You're safe. No fans cool. of the Atlanta Hawks. So. Um. Yeah. So that's all at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Top Turtle MMA podcast. Dan's other podcast where he interviews interesting. Uh, people, who are the fighters on this week's podcast? In case people didn't hear us talk about it last show. So I I took talked to Jay Perrin about his yeah. upcoming fight with Keelan Iori, and I'm then uh, yeah, the Joker. Uh, and then if you uh, are planning on watching Contender Series next Tuesday, I talked to um, Amiran Gogoladze, who is fighting on that card. Yes, from Atlanta, Georgia, right, or Savannah, or somewhere in Georgia, right. He is he is from Georgia, Tbilisi, yes. I believe. <laughs> oh, okay, that must be another. Uh, I see I'm Canadian. I don't know all the cities <laughs> in Georgia, but okay. Um, so we got that. Um, also, um, for my MMA writing and my pick'em contest, go to moneymma.substack.com. Get in the pick'em contest. Um, this week you can win a $70 gift card from a fine um athletic clothing manufacturer that sponsors izzy adesanya it sponsors basically all the all the um big australian and new zealand fighters so izzy uh, alexander volkanovsky all those people you win a 70 dollars gift card from them this week free to play it's fun to play even if you don't win so get over to moneymma.substat.com um, and we'll be back in yours as i said tomorrow bright and early possibly or whenever i wake up and post it um and we'll give you picks for our main card I'm going to let Dan take us home until then. Hopefully he's not on mute. <laughs> uh, I'm Dan Gobi Greenland. He's the lamp, Jeff Fox. And we will <laughs> see you uh, tomorrow. <laughs>